everybody. Welcome to Super Quest Saga, the show where we hear the Dungeon Cast sit around the table and play some Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Will Stark, and I will be your joyful Dungeon Master for this evening. And joining me, as always, are my friends. <laughs> Josh Freeland, playing Sebastian Crenshaw, half-orc paladin right there. Indeed. Yeah. And your uh, your special guest, Jake, playing don't Persephone Goldpedal, <laughs> uh, the uh, Furbolg Druid. And don't uh, you ever forget it. <laughs> my name is Brian. I am um, playing the human warlock, Carter Huttenberg. Indeed. And last episode, you guys uh, made it off the horrible planet of Meridar 3 and yes. uh, to a brand new shining city. With some takeaways. We got, with we, some takeaways, We yeah. gained a toasty. You gained a toasty, toasty yeah. yeah. I think you guys got a couple items left, too, out of all that. And a little bit of money. Yeah, a little, little bit of sick grenade. Grenade. Some, cards. some cash. Yeah, we'll, cards, yeah. yeah, we'll go over the details of money probably next episode. So this dev- episode is going to be a, a real... Well, this episode's our first interlude, and it's going to be a real world hey. builder, and it's going to be a real... Uh, okay. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, informational. E- e- informational. Educational. Educational. <laughs> Entertaining. Uh, expositional. Situational. I think that's what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. But all those as well. Highly sexual. Conversational. It's also going to be a time jump. that. It's oh. also going to be a time jump. We're moving two mm-hmm. months into the future. Okay, so as long as it's not too yeah. big, big of a time jump. Yeah, we've had three years. <laughs> three <laughs> years <laughs> later. Yeah, we haven't had enough time jumps yeah, in this game no, so two, far. Two months into the future, you guys have acclimated. Uh, you guys have learned some new skills. You guys have uh, probably learned to read. I mean, you don't have to have learned to read. <laughs> Uh, but you, but I, I would uh, I recommend it. Yes, I learned to read. I spent many. <laughs> I took several levels of exhaustion learning to read. Gotcha. A new common. So the groups uh, made Done. Outlaws Arise in their home for the last <laughs> two months, as I just said. The Brunhilde has been docked in an area near uh, the city center that's called Starwind Bay. Um, there, it's been ongoing, undergoing ongoing repairs. That ship got banged the fuck up over the last eight episodes, and Ooh. it's taken two months, and it's still not at 100%. Hilarious. Same. Uh, it's cost Victoria a lot of money, but yeah. So Atlas Horizon is this enormous domed metropolis, roughly the size of a tiny country. Its current population stands at about 50 million people, and the city is laid out in a disc shape that's divided it into uh, eight different uh districts. This is why it's called the eight-part city as well. It's pizza official pizza. name. Vian alias, <laughs> uh, but no pizza. one calls it that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, each of these districts is kind of a city unto itself. And uh, there's also a separate central locality, simply known as central. And that's kind of where the governance uh, lies and all the political stuff goes on. Um, this place is governed by a, a dragonborn uh, individual known as the Marquis. And uh, yeah, they're, it's it's mostly a, um, I mean, it is a democracy, but um, it's a little more complicated than that. <clears throat> um, the city lies inside the territory of the Draconic Star Sovereignty, um, but it's its own independent city state. So it's not actually beholden to that nation. Um, it originated as a wealthy mithril mine, but is now widely known for its lavish casino resorts. Oh my God. Uh, it's got a bit of a mobster reputation, and also it's known as a pretty infamous intergalactic tax haven. Uh, despite this, uh, Atlas Horizon has self-sufficient agricultural industry as well as manufacturing, mining, and many exotic marketplaces. Like I said, it's its own little mini country. That's good. I hate taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so since you guys have been here, uh, you've been pretty busy acclimating to futuristic society, learning new skills, and getting new looks perhaps. Do you guys look different? You guys, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. talk about your new duds. Like, My old duds them? probably got fucking trashed romping around <laughs> on fucking Jakku or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> pretty. That's very valid. Like, yeah, let's yeah. What do you guys look like these days? Oh, cool. Go first. cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go first since I know. Um, picture 
the same old face, which mm-hmm. is like a um, like an eighteen hundreds fellow, um, but a uh, what was it? Killian. We decided Killian. What? Yeah, Murphy. Killian right. Murphy from like. Um, Batman and and Peaky Blinders and stuff like that. He, the, my face has like this hollowed kind of features. The way his face kind of looks a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very handsome, and uh, I'm wearing the suit Spike Spiegel wears from <laughs> Cowboy Bebop, though. So it's kind of like a, a blue three piece, right? Very bu- yeah. I was wearing a three piece before ish, uh-huh. like kind of like a three piece, but like maybe a little tiny bit of frill. I, God, okay. I hate frill. Uh, just, no, no just frill. Just a touch of fr- no, 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 frill. no, no frill. No frill. Fuck okay. that. No. Um, the frill. Yeah. I, and more the same. Like I'm imagining a three piece suit, maybe a little disheveled on most days because right. I'm having trouble sleeping. Right. You are. And we're going to get to that. And I look like that. I look like I'm having trouble sleeping. Like okay. I'm getting dressed in the very or not at all. Maybe I got dressed a few days ago. Fuck okay. It. Maybe I, st- I smell a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. What about you two? Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, she's she's foregoed like the braids in her hair, basically. So no longer looks like a Disney princess. Okay. But has like her hair kind of curled out and froed out a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, and then as for her attire. Like how do I how do I explain it? It's like kind of slim cut, old Victorian, yeah, mixed with like cyberpunk. So it's like a okay. peacoat kind of. Okay, has yeah. like the vest, um, cufflinks, cufflinks. Yeah, probably some frill. I'm You've got like a little bit of a tail at the bottom. Yeah, of a little it. bit of the t- of, oh, of oh, tail okay. on the peacoat, basically. Gotcha. And okay. then probably like thigh high, like leather boots. Oh, nice to go with like the blue pants or black pants. Definitely want it like. Han Solo esque, uh, like pretty fashionable. Like it sounds color, like. you oh, sound yeah. pretty fashionable. Oh yes, I have <laughs> that's pictures, pretty cool. But yes, already. I think with Sebastian, he's adopted the the new armor of of the future. So I'm kind gotcha. of vision almost like um, for those familiar with Destiny, the video game Destiny, kind of like a, the Titan from Destiny, like the heavy space armor. Cool beans, um, yeah. You want full futuristic, nice. Taking it taking it to heart, man. Yeah. Just going full <laughs> futuristic uh, helmet. And actually, it's going to have the old school uh, like Spartan Legionnaire thing on the top with the, oh, uh, nice. the thing sticking up off of the top, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. Leonidas. That's rad. Uh, oh. Kind of an open face. So it's not fully enclosed. So you can still kind of see his face. Mm-hmm. So it's still opened up. Yeah. Um, so nice. I don't want it full full enclosure. He's uh, accepted more of his uh, orc heritage now. Oh. So his, his tusk that he used to sh- uh, file Fine. down. Mm-hmm. They're grown out again. Oh, so, okay. so he, you can cool. tell he, he looks different now. Gotcha. He, he looks a little rougher too. Oh wow! Shaved the side of his head, kind of starting a little braid in the back too, kind of going more of a uh, almost like a barbaric look almost. Okay, cool. Kind of like cool a Viking beans. almost, like That's a Viking dope. look to it. Nice, nice. Now you've recently joined a paramilitary group, which we're going to get into the Iron Legion. Um, all three of you, generally speaking, have had kind of interesting reactions when you're out in public. Just generally, <laughs> yeah, generally speaking, most people just don't know what you are. Yeah. Um, so you get true. a lot of questions. Um, I don't know if you answer those questions truthfully or not. Um, so everyone on this asteroid is like a fucking racist or something. <laughs> like, uh, no, not. What? I mean, it's so not like, like everyone's asking. It's just like, <laughs> you know, oh. you, people see a lot of species here. Um, so it's not like unusual that like new species kind of show up. But like yeah. you definitely get a couple questions here and there because no one knows what you are. And yeah. so some it's people like a, are going to be like curious. A, where are you from, buddy? Yeah, exactly. Um, you, on the other hand, uh, Persephone, people mm-hmm. are, are aware of what fur rogues are. So mm-hmm. no one asks you any direct questions, but you do notice people kind of like look at you 
for a bit longer than normal. That's fine. Carter, um, you've kind of learned that humans are actually in a really bad position in the galaxy these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the world you guys are from, humans make up like most of the humanoid population. Yeah, sure. Uh, they're kind of like the dominant race of the planet, if you will. Here, it's kind of the polar opposite. Uh, humans kind of have like a lot of racist like stereotypes about them, and they're mm. generally... Uh, they're generally of the lowest class, and you've also learned a really terrible truth that um, most human beings, the like the biggest population of humans, are in the Elven Empire, and they're the slaves of the Elves. Oh, so, like, that's yeah, wax, yeah. Wax so, and the ones that aren't, you know, they live free in the Draconic Star Sovereignty, but there's a, a lot of stigma to them, and they tend to be of the lower class. Okay, well, um, that's whack. Means nothing to Carter, though. Right, really. right. So, so yeah, let's uh, get back to it. So, um, we talked about this out of character, and Victoria has actually offered you guys a job. She mm-hmm. she said that she's willing to hire you on to her crew. Obviously, she's got an opening or two, and uh, she's got a lot of work that needs to be done. So she needs she needs employees out there getting jobs so she can like fix her ship because mm-hmm. her fi- ship is like gone to shit. And you guys all agreed that you you take her up on yes. her offer. So um, she's hooked you up with eight hundred creds a month. And um, she's also uh, equipped each of you with your own bracer jack. So this is like a, it's like a smartphone. It's like a, a computer that you kind of wear and carry with you. Um, it's it's automatically equipped with a wallet. You got bank access, communicators for all of you, so you guys can all communicate with each other over hey. distance. Um, it's got like a journal, a scheduler, or a clock. Um, it's got your ID also built into it. So you guys can decide how you want to be identified. Oh, how did that go? Mm. Where, how, how did we get that programmed into the... She knows some people. Oh, yeah. Basically. See, those are the people I want to know. Some, she pulls some I want to know those kinds <laughs> of people. Okay, all right. We'll yeah. talk about it. Interesting. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to use your real names or aliases <clears throat> on your identification system. Uh, we, I mean, my real name basically is a fucking... It is alien as can be. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm just going with it. Okay, cool. If I need to change my name again later, so be it. As for species, for you, Sebastian, she just put half human to help you keep low profile. Hang on. Do those elves elves get our names from when they invaded the ship? Um, Because I would definitely not have that name on my wrist. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think it came up. All the elves who saw you guys were dead except for one, and I don't think you guys were busy yelling each other's names. Well, no, we got interrogated by it when we got boarded, and they were like, oh, you're a weird furball. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, he got distracted by me, Well, that was Victoria who who did that. Yeah, so I never said my name. So, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's my name in the wristband. Gotcha, okay. And are you okay with the half-human, Sebastian? Yeah, that's perfect. So you got your IDs, and uh, also uh, internet access and debt, and, like, general database that uh watt uses you guys have that as well um obviously the internet access only works like with wi-fi and all that (laughs) of course (laughs) so uh you guys have been operating primarily in the fourth district and uh it's more of a touristy section of the city Mm. it's got some casino resorts but it also has a substantial business and residential area i think like las vegas actually is in real life uh, Primina has been spending her time apprenticing under Watt, uh, learning how to run and repair machinery and computers. Um, Watt has made her these bracelet devices that project a holographic uh, image that changes her skin color from blue to yeah, a more like realistic skin color just to hide her identity Blended. because mm. they're pretty convinced the ills are looking specifically for her. Um, and she looks incredibly unique. She's got blue skin with glowing blue lines all over her. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, this is again just to disguise her identity. Isn't she putting out some sort of energy signature also? Um, yeah, she is, but like you guys are hiding in a major metropolis area, so oh, so it's not obvious. Okay, it's, yeah, she's they're hoping it masks her. They're running like an Ethereum kitchen next door, or whatever. <laughs> and she's amongst a lot of ships that are carrying a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, okay. So yeah, she's got that going for her. Her bracer jack identifies her as Primina Wainwright, which uh, they're passing her off as Watts' half human granddaughter. So they're passing her off as half gnome, half human. Which makes sense because she's pretty short. She's only five two, and she's got the pointed, uh, you know, fate ears and all that stuff. Okay. Um, she so she spends a lot of her time working, but she also chooses to spend uh, a lot of her free time primarily with you guys because you guys are like the only people she kind of knows. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to my next question: What have you guys been doing just with your free time? Learning secret handshakes. <laughs> so I can get into right. CD places and talk to people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, aside from well, learning, we'll, we'll establish a criminal contact for you. I'm lear- I first I learned how to ask where the bathroom is. Okay. And then um well not ask, I guess write. Yeah. You got to <laughs> learn how to read. Yeah, it's yeah, not that you okay. need to learn how to speak cuz you have the translator, but you need to learn how to read. I, read and write. We we got a head start on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um that mm-hmm. was a fiasco. So yeah, never again. And um <laughs> I yeah, I've been I probably literally stayed up for like night overnight just like I'm having like you know getting 2 hours of sleep or whatever. Burning through my exhaustion, losing out on strength checks. Oh gosh! Just learning to read. Okay, learning to read yeah. and write. Yeah, and you got it pretty pinned down. Yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty dang literate. It's been nice. like two months now. Yeah, it's been two months. So I'll probably spend all my free time in my quarters or home or whatever it is doing that, and then I'll do the rest of my, um, the rest of my free time will be spent trying to establish myself with points of contact and people of use. Okay. So it's been a little difficult for you just kind of being a newcomer to everything, not just the future, but to the city and whatnot. Yeah, cutting my but, teeth. But you've managed to make a pretty low-level criminal contact. Uh, a human who lives in the 4th District, his name's Fred Lowe. And uh, Fred basically Lowe. he's like the lowest level of... Fred. <laughs> of one of the one of the local gangs, which I have failed to name. We'll have to name it later. But uh, The Dread Stars. Yeah, the Dread Stars. We'll call him the Dread Stars. Yeah. No, no, so no. he's he's a low level Dread Star. The Fred Stars. Fred <laughs> Stars. Well, he's low level, so they can't be named after no, him. Fred's, Fred's, Fred Lowe is like, one day I'll be the boss. And, one then, day and the then, boss. then I'll rename this joint oh, the, Fred the Fred Stars. Stars. Exactly. Oh, that's that's exactly that's right. Fair. So, yeah, he's kind of an idiot, but, you know, he's useful. And he's that's, an that's, I got that's my foot the main in the thing door. right there. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll, he'll probably be a reoccurring NPC. I hope so. I'm thinking I can manipulate Fred a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, with. I could be kind of coy with him and, and he's just like, he probably expects something from me and I've tricked him into thinking that there's something I could do for him later, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just like harmless conversation or so it sounds, but I'm really <laughs> plugging him for, you know, you know, what are the, what are the going ons? What can you do? Who do you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, he, he's a pretty limiting, uh, like he doesn't have a lot of connects, but again, he's an in. Right. Right. And we'll, we'll cover more of that later. Okay. Uh, what That's about you two? Dumb. Uh, probably just hanging out with Primino and, um, trying like new, new exotic food. I'm sure she's a bit of a foodie, cool so yeah. she's going to be down for that. And then yeah. just, uh, going to the bar with my boy and trying to nice. find something that will get me drunk. Cause I don't think nice. that's happened yet. Well, Primino <laughs> appreciates the girl time. So yeah, she'll and definitely hang with you guys. Sweet. She'll even go to the bar with you guys. Yeah. Probably. She's yeah. always invited. Carter's invited as well. 
whether he comes, I don't know. Yeah, we'll invite him every single time, but usually yeah, we're kind of yeah, we're talking <laughs> yeah. about it a little bit before, right before we started this mm-hmm. the session, and um, I I think we decided I, I've probably only been one time, and it, and things got weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was weird. And Sebastian, what have you been up to besides uh, the bar? Bar, he has a new taste for alcohol now. You know, it's like Indeed. okay, he's Indeed. kind of becoming a connoisseur of whiskey. Oh wow! Uh, he's like, <laughs> really, really right. accepted this. Uh, hanging out with Percy and Premina, of course. Uh, he has uh, been doing a lot of research to find out about his orc heritage. Uh, okay, it's really important to him to find out the past and uh-huh. uh, see if there's any hope. Maybe there's still some orc bloodline out there. So um, in your in your studying, it's been pretty limited, yeah. like on finding anything orc related. Most people don't have never heard the word orc before. Yeah. Uh, Watt happens to be a very educated person, so he had some information. Mm-hmm. According to Watt's sources. I mean, we're talking complete annihilation. Yeah. Just absolutely nothing left. Um, but uh, but we'll, that remains yeah. to be seen. Yeah. We shall see. He's as still we keep doing research. Going. And of course, as he's trying um, to learn about the orc heritage, I mean, he's going to be learning about other stuff too, as he's reading up, of course, too. Right. Um, and then he was really intrigued by that dead troll uh, RoboCop thing. Right. So the he's cyber uh, troll, yeah. yeah, the cyber troll. So he's all into cybernetics now. He was really intrigued by that. He thought okay, it was pretty you cool. Okay, you want to know so how, how, how does it work? work? Like how, gotcha. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And maybe in the, you know, maybe he can, Slap some stuff onto him too, you know. So he's yeah, like, he's, yeah. he's interested in how that whole process Ooh. works. So primitive has been getting a lot of like engineering and electrical classes yeah. uh, with Watt. So um, I, you will we'll say you let your your desire for this knowledge kind of known to Primina, and she says that you should come along to the classes. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, you Join sit in. in. Watt, yeah, Watt has sure. no problem like teaching the basics. Yeah. So on it. we'll we'll say you've been taking classes. Also, uh, we talked about this out of character, but for, so the audience knows, you Sebastian have been spending time with a local um, paramilitary group called the Iron Legion, which yes. we're going to get into shortly. Uh, Percy, you've met kind of a new mentor whose mm-hmm. name is Yuma, and we're going to get into her shortly. Mm-hmm. And Carter, as we said before, you've been having trouble sleeping, which we're also going to get <laughs> yes. into shortly. Did we go over our new skills? Is that something we're going to um, do? Yeah, like, we could talk about it now. Uh, I was going to talk about it, like, we're going to talk about each of your level ups, but we can we can talk about it now. So each of you have picked up a new futuristic skill. I've given you a new list. Yeah, we'll, said you we'll came up two. with a bunch of homebrew skills for this game, yeah. specifically. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sebastian, what what is Sebastian picked uh, up? Cybernetics slash robotics and mm-hmm. then uh, history. New history. New history. New history. Gotcha. So you've yeah. learned some things. So yeah. you're now proficient in those things, you, which gives you a little bit of an edge on checks. All the like things it. to help him write his new uh, blockbuster script, RoboCop. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Percy, what skills did you choose? Uh, I picked astrology and biology. Very fitting for a druid, mm-hmm. uh, especially with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Oh, yes. and then uh, I picked Carter. ship and space. Well, oh, yeah. So <laughs> use vehicle. Yeah. Use, use vehicle and use computer. That's what, you what it chose. was. Yeah, so. I have, have been obsessed with learning to. If I had only known this ship from the beginning, space? yeah, I need. That's all that's on my brain. That's like, hilarious. I've also been looking around, the, like, as I, I probably take some walks around the local neighborhoods to see who's like not locking up their fucking spaceships at <laughs> who's night. not lowjacking right. their yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty secure um we'll we'll cross that bridge there's later. no immediate plans to steal anything gotcha. i just like want to know who's not really got a good eye <laughs> for their stuff and right as of right now it looks like everyone's just taking care of their stuff and has like security systems and all that i'll find them um <laughs> 
most of your job that Victoria's been hiring you for is just been odd jobs on the ship. So mm-hmm. like fixing this, moving that and stuff like that. But she's getting ready to start actually sending you up for actual missions that make money. Where does she get her money from <clears throat> on missions and stuff? She well, just has like a savings. She, I mean, she has a business mm. um, and she's been dipping into the, the profits and savings of that business to restore her ship. Okay. So, yeah. And paying us. That's yeah. like part also of it. Dag. Uh, well, Dag's actually been mm. injured, but Dirk has also been running his own jobs to try and make money on the side. Mm. Cool. Okay. So now that we've kind of set like where everyone is, we're going to get into it. So let's start with you, Sebastian. Right. We're going to get into the Iron Legion. And so after familiarizing yourself with the Book of the Nine Paths, mm-hmm. which is the religion that, um, in the Inism, it's the religion that's kind of taking the place of the, the disappearance of the gods. People believe in these nine fundamental like ideals mm-hmm. that seem to actually have some sort of power in this universe. Um, but yeah, so you've been familiarizing yourself with that. You've ended up deciding on a precept to aspire to, the precept of dominion, yes. which is kind of, uh, it, it is about like, dominating others but it's about dominating like your life struggles it's about mm-hmm. mastery and skill and, and stuff like that and in a, an autonomy as well and uh you found uh that there's a small chapter of the iron legion which are followers of dominion that um have a have a um what's the word have a chapter in uh in district four and its members have a contract with the stall uh the staller sector of the city which is a mixed residential business center um, near the mines, and they act as kind of a private city guard to that community. Okay, and so the Iron Temple is is kind of where you've been hanging out and trying to get into this organization. And it's a semi archaic looking structure of stone and steel. It stands about three stories tall and is made up of a worship area, a barracks, a training area, a mess hall, and a few private areas that you are not private to because you're not a member yet. Technically, okay. you're an initiate, is what you are. Okay, um, yeah, I think that's what you are. Yeah. And um, clean these toilets, boy. Basically, <laughs> it's actually been a lot of that, a lot of cleaning and work. Yeah. And this is all volunteer stuff. You've been yeah. volunteering for this. Um, it's manned by 30 men, uh, 20 legionnaires, three officers, six initiates, plus you, and uh, the commandant, Captain Davarax. You probably want to write this down. He's going to be semi important for you. Uh, he's a large male dragonborn with a bionic left arm. So Ooh, right up your alley. The soldier, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Spooky yeah. barns. Uh, I guess I should say, like, because this city's in the territory of the Draconic Star Sovereignty, dragonborns make up like 60% of the population. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. Nice. And they are the ruling class, if you will, as well. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So you've managed to become accepted as an initiate, and you've served here for the last month. Initiates are expected to attend the temple uh, 20 hours a week total. Uh, and you're given various upkeep duties as well as given free training and religious tutelage. Okay. So it's it's a lot of like clean this area, do this work for us, um, and then come into the training area. Our our officers or not our officers, but our uh, our legionnaires will actually like do basic combat training with you guys, and then there will be like a time for like religious studying and whatnot. I think that'd be perfect for him. I mean, he grew up with a very strict religious father, of course. You know, right. so this is like probably like easy for him just. Right. Breezing through. So exactly. And as a matter of fact, you've done pretty well. You've quickly caught the eyes and earned some notoriety amongst the commanding officers because you already have advanced combat capabilities. <laughs> You're a motherfucking, you know, level when you started, you were level two paladin. Yeah. So like you've seen some shit. Um and you already have hard work uh ethic. So so yeah. Um your devout and natural embrace and understanding of the precepts of dominion has really kind of caught their eye. And because of this, a human officer named uh, Master Sergeant Cylon, uh, he takes you aside. One more time. 
Master Sergeant Silas. Yes, excellent name. We're in the future, in yes, case you forgot. that's a great name. <laughs> uh, he takes you aside, and he um, initiate Crenshaw. You're yes. being recommended for induction into the Iron Legion. Do you accept this invitation? Yes, I do. Then report tomorrow to the temple at 1400 hours. Thank you, sir. I guess I should say You're this. You're not even going to ask about pay or hours? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm in. Um, Sign me up. Another quick thing. This Drink city is this city is under a dome on an asteroid. There is no day-night cycle. The okay. whole city operates on a 25-hour uh, cycle that everyone's synced to. Okay. But there is no day, no night. It's always night sky above. Well, that takes care of that. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so yeah, I take it you're going oh, yeah, to arrive. Sure. Okay, Sebastian. So when you arrive, you actually end up finding that the chapter's empty, and waiting for you in the temple area are two officers: uh, Corporal Prank, who is a gith male, and Corporal Sigrun, a female dwarf. And they're each holding a gallon of water. <laughs> <laughs> they they stand Bags at the altar, the and between so. them are some descending steps that you've never seen before. It's always okay. been smooth floor. So this is some sort of secret area that they've opened up. Oh, shit. Uh, The dwarven woman Sigrun steps up. Initiate Crenshaw. You've been called upon to undergo the trials of mastery and earn a place amongst the Iron Legion. Do you answer the call? I do. Then lay down your arms. Strip yourself of your belongings and all your clothes, save for your modesty wear. For these trials, you will be armed only with your will and dominance. You will be tested in mind, body, and spirit. Only through mastery of all three will you prevail. You really are getting hazed. Shit's about to get real for you. So Ooh, I take it you strip down to I do. like what? I don't, to my skivvies. Well, yeah, to your skivvies. <laughs> okay. Like, he's like, I'm gonna be butt ass naked. <laughs> yeah, are you going butt ass naked? I don't wear underwear. Oh no, man. No. <laughs> okay. No. You wear tidy whities or boxers? <laughs> Boxers. Boxer briefs. Right boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Those new space undies. They're real shredded. What's your strength Space Haynes. What's your strength? Yeah, what's your strength? 17. Oh, nice. We'll be 18. Oh, you know he's wearing Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> Compression sleeves. Yeah. So they they direct you to walk down the stairs once you're ready. Okay. Here he goes. Okay, so you walk down the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs is a stone-walled room roughly 20 feet wide and about 40 feet deep. This room is filled with these iron blades that form a nearly impassable wall. They literally like floor to ceiling and at all these different angles. So there's just giant iron blades. Um, let me see here. Uh, a stone inscription actually stands right before the entryway. You, if you want to call it an entryway into these blades. You can okay. see that there's a path that can be kind of passed, but it's going to be difficult. Do you read the stone inscription? He does, yes. It says, those of true mastery, let no drop of blood be spilt. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you going to try and pass through the blades? You're going to have to crawl and squeeze. and Yeah. yeah. Okay. I need a dexterity safe for you. Oh, I knew that was going to happen, man. <laughs> you can bleed as much as you want. As long as none of it spills, you're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. What'd you oh, get? The two. Oof, my buddy. Yeah. I couldn't see it. Okay. It was single digit. <laughs> so two, you yeah. are going to take some damage, and much blood will be spilt. Oh, no. Oh, you're two. not supposed to do that. I know, I'm going to die already, man, just so in the trials. You, because you, you're just so big, 
and you're just so strong. Uh, yeah, you have a very difficult time getting through. Uh, you end up, you, you squeeze and you crawl, but it seems like every step of the way you're just bumping Shredded. something. And by the time you get through this bladed wall, you're kind of covered in blood. Uh, you take eight damage. Oh, crap. Okay. Your underwear, gone. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like as you got cut, you would like flinch away from things that cut you and you cut you yourself again. And it just, it just like, it compacted on itself. Okay. But you're through. And on the other side, there is a metal doorway. Okay. I approach it. Okay. You, do, you, do you open it? Reach out. Does it have like a handle on it? Yeah, it has or, a handle. Okay, yeah. yeah. I reach out for it. Okay. Uh, you open the door, and you are immediately hit by like a wave of like heat mm. from the other side. Okay. Do you, do you walk do we, through? Do I see anything or I just... So through the doorway, you can see that there is another room. This one, again, sweltering with unbearable heat. Um, it's a long corridor, about 45 feet deep, only about 20 feet wide. The right and left side of this room are caged off by these iron bars, behind which are these huge flames that line the entire corridor, leaving only a five-foot-wide walkway to the other side of the room down its center. On the right side of the entryway is a large spherical rock of granite, about two and a half feet in diameter. Behind it is another stone inscription. Go to the inscription. Okay, the inscription says, The mastery, true mastery is a great weight to hold. Only the truly strong may bear it, and only the truly disciplined sustain it. Okay, so I guess I'll try to lift the, the granite rock. Okay, it's a big fucking stone. Give me a strength check. It's a good rhyme. It's a nine single okay. digits. Hold, no. hold on to that number. Okay. <laughs> Don't let go. <laughs> Okay, so you lift the stone and you begin to carry it down the hallway and you just hit by just this unbearable wave of heat. And on top of it, it it's just heavy and you're starting yeah. to sweat. So you slip and you drop it. Okay. Give me a constitution save to endure the heat as you lift it again. Four. Ooh. I'm switching dice. Oh, man. <laughs> dice jail. You Gross, take two bro. heat fire damage. Okay. I was about to say heat damage. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. You manage to lift the stone again, but again with that nine, you drop it about halfway. Okay. There. Give me another constitution save as you're enduring. That's eleven. You pass. Woo. But as you're about to get to the final end of the hallway, you drop it a third time. <laughs> Give me one more constitution save. He's all slippery because of all the blood and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a seven. Oof, you take oh, damage no. again. All this hot, viscous blood. Oh, you God. take two more Ooh. fire damage. I'm going to die. <laughs> What's your HP looking like? Well, we're going off of level two, right? Yes, we are. So I'm at six now. Okay. <gasps> You're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so beyond the flames, you see another metal doorway. And on the right side of the door is a scale dangling from a metal chain. Do you place the stone in the scale? Yes. Okay. Placing the stone onto the scale opens the door. The door opens to reveal a dark room, 30 feet um, wide. Um, its center, in its center stands a stone inscription with a light from above shining down on this inscription. Another door lies on the opposite side of this room. Okay. I'll uh, approach the, the, the scripture. Okay. The scripture on this one says, The power of the mind can enslave us or empower us. Those of true mastery of mind are masters of their destiny. And right as you finish reading this, the door behind you closes and you're left alone in the dark. Okay. And then you hear a voice from behind you, a very familiar voice, the voice of your father. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Ooh. Daddy. You have failed me, my son, oh. and I am shamed. Mm. 
You've abandoned your God, your family name and honor, and now you turn to some dark pagan path. You mourn the more primitive side of your heritage and scored the pride and tradition of your father's house. What has happened to my son? Mm. God damn. Mm. When did he time travel? Deep. You turn around Ouch. and you see your father standing there. Oh, oh shit. No. Okay. It's Thomas Wayne. <laughs> it's Thomas <laughs> it Wayne, indeed. Thomas. There he is in his, in his full night regalia, just like, just punching the gut. Yeah, that's that that took the air out of him right there. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Call he's going to just, just look at him for a moment. Take a deep breath. Father, you led me down the wrong path. You told me to hide my orc heritage. <laughs> Bother me not with your words of folly. You pass through that door. He points to the door behind you. And you are no son of mine. I am my own man. Oh, shit. And he walks off. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the door opens for you. And you oh, pass through. Oh, shit. Cool. You've mastered your, your spirit there, man. <laughs> Beyond this room is an audience hall. Legionnaires lined the right and left uh, side of the room. At the end of the hall is a throne-like chair with Captain Davarak seated. Master Sergeant Cylon, Corporal Brank, and Corporal Sturgeon stand at one side of the throne. Davarax speaks. Step forward, initiate Crenshaw. Yes, sir. He examines you for a long moment before he speaks again. When the Legion demands your life to secure victory over our enemies, what say you? Yes, sir. When your weakness and folly leads you to failure, what say you? If I must fail, I will rise each time and master my faults. When the weakness of your superiors threatens the whole, what say you? I will take authority for my own and become the master. Right when you say this, he stands up and unsheaths a massive gray sword from behind the throne and holds it over his head. Kneel! Ooh, he kneels. Stern look on his face, he kneels. He, he, he's like glaring at you. It mm. looks like he's about to swing the sword down <laughs> on you. And then he says, say the words. I will hold the laws of the land and our order. It is the mortar that holds the stones of civilization together. I am willing to do what must be done for the sake of order and for the advancement of the Legion. I shall rise to master myself and the world around me so that I can bring order to the discordant cosmos. Through mastery, I will find enlightenment and with it, freedom from all masters. Rise, Legionnaire. He places the sword down on your shoulder. Tonight... We feast in your honor. And the whole crowd. Welcome to the Iron Legion, bro. <laughs> yeah, me and, Jake, me and Jake are Iron Legion people. Like, in the movie, we're just like, Whoa, that Bastion, though. <laughs> that was hot. So, uh, Freeland, tell us about Sebastian's level up. What's it look okay, like? Okay, so yeah. uh, we, we are jumping two levels. So mm-hmm. we're going up to level four. So at level four, I decided to take a, a bump in my strength and my charisma. Uh, which bumps me up to 18 strength. So now I got a plus four in strength. And my charisma to a 16, which gives me a plus three to charisma now, which very helps nice. me with all my spells. Very, very um, nice. Of course, I took on the extra, the new armor and the big old heavy duty shield. Yeah. That so, was a uh, super thermal so, you know, shield. Like, yeah. I'm fully decked out. Yeah. It's like um, a tower shield that's like three inches thick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Black it's just, iron. It's like yeah. Super dope. <laughs> Tanky as all hell. So now my, my AC is up to 22 now. Nice. So holy shit. Well, yeah, that's gonna be uh, hell to uh, deal with. Healthy. I, I'm gonna be uh, skewed on those deck saves, but hey, oh, yeah. you know, at, least, at least at least I can take some front lines. So you know, of course you got the additional skills of the robotics, uh, cybernetics and the history. Um yeah. 
the Iron mm-hmm. Legion, Jake and Brian, lay on hands you. Yeah, 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 yeah seriously. Seriously. <laughs> oh, damn, you were real bloody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really fucked up that first trial. You really did, yeah, they got cheese grated in there. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, um, and since I joined the Iron Legion, he's going to get the symbol tattooed on his upper arm. Nice. Now, the symbol is like a sword and crown. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the vague outline of one, and the crown makes the hilt. Perfect. Yeah. Ooh, so that's, that's what he's going to get that tattooed on his arm. Yeah, that's a symbol not only of the Iron Legion, it's a symbol of Dominion. Perfect. Gotcha. It's for killing, not wearing. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Um, oh, real quick. Freeland, I think you left something oh, out. Oh, yes. Forgot to mention that I, when I took my oath to the Iron Legion, I took my uh, oath of conquest. Nice. That's a cool one. That's and it's very guy. fitting, yeah. I think. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. All right, Percy, it's your turn. Let's yeah. talk about Percy getting her powers back. Because you Please. found, ever since you got to Outlaws Horizon, you lost Toasty again. I lo- yes. Oh, no, what? Yeah, you had Toasty, and then you oh, left the planet, and now toast- you can't oh. seem to Toastify anymore. That's probably why I'm hitting the bar real hard. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you like, had a little bit of a rough time. But every, after, time every time you see bread, you cry. Yeah, like, <laughs> and what's worse is there's not even animals nor a moon here. Oh, oh my man. man! Okay, yeah. So I'm after some good time, then after some inquiry, uh, Persephone, you uh, you end up finding the name of a possible juridic contact, um, or at least a practitioner of the natural arts. Um, her name is Yuma, and mm-hmm. she runs a local apothecary uh, called the Natural Elixir. It's the only building in the entire district made of wood. So when you found it, it was kind of like a sight for sore eyes. Ooh. And I kind of wanted a role play real quick. Just you meeting Yuma. Sure. So you walk into the natural elixir. Just like the biggest smile on my damn face. Right. Yeah. And like a, a bell rings for the shop. Yeah. And at first, you know, it's this, it's this wonderful apothecary with like herbs and spices and all kinds of wild potions and poultices all over the place. Ooh, and okay. uh, behind the desk, you hear uh, a voice but you don't see anyone welcome to the natural elixir how might i be of service oh what, my. what may we remedy uh y- 
this is just the best store I've I've seen on this this rock. I mean, I haven't seen wood in a really long time. It's been a while. <laughs> As you're saying this, a form comes from the back office and out out behind the desk, okay. and it's of a species you've never seen in your entire life. It's feminine, and it's a woman for sure. Okay, um, but this woman has is like she's like a plant like humanoid. Um, her skin appears to be made of smooth wood. Her hair is made out of leaves, and she has a pair of fuzzy antennae rising from her forehead. Her ta- her top half is humanoid, but from the waist down, she has an insect-like abdomen with six wooden bug legs. She wears robes made from leaves. What? <laughs> She's a fucking beetle centaur. It's like a dryad beetle centaur. And then when she sees you, she says, oh, a, a singer. To what do I do- owe this honor? What? I don't. What are? What are? <laughs> I mean, I hope. I hope you don't mind me asking. Have you but never what seen you? a wildin? A what? A whatadin? Yeah, I'm a wildin. A wildin. I know we're not, you know, exceptionally common, but surely a singer has seen a wildin before. You know, I'm. I'm f- not from around here. So, what brings you to my apothecary, singer? You know, I I saw this fine wood and this, you know, this this natural aroma. It just drew me here. I haven't really had much exposure to nature in yes, this desolate yes. place. It's actually why I'm here, you know. There's so many people here. How do they go it's like so long without like a natural setting? I know, right? I mean, <laughs> these people probably don't ever smell like roses or oak or anything like that. I feel sorry for them. Indeed. What what can I do for you? I don't know. I mean, what what brought you here? I mean, what I mean, I work here. Are you oh, <laughs> this, yes, is, this is also I mean, my house. <laughs> uh, it's also your house. You made this nice wooden place? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh, um, I mean, what? Did something ail you? I don't, I mean, I lost my, my connection to, to this planet we were on. And now I can't, I lost Toasty. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you and she says, you bad eyelash. And she completely understands and she says, a singer who's lost her voice. Oh, this is something I must remedy. Please and let's let's move forward in time. Okay. So for the last, I lost Toasty. You just fucking start, you start crying. crying. Yeah. <laughs> My child will fix she everything. I yeah. you. Get it. Wild shape is cool. Calm dog. yourself, child. Yeah. So uh, for for the last few weeks, you've been training with Yuma to reconnect with with nature oh. and uh, gain back your forms. Ooh, nice. Um, and she's put you kind of through a rigorous and wild training regimen. A okay. lot of shit she's told you to do just hasn't made sense, but you're just all trust into Yuma. Oh, I'm 100% in. So some of the things she's had you do is like standing atop tall building edges and listening to what passes for wind in this dome city. Oh, okay. Walking around an entire day with mud in your boots. Sneaking into the smelting factory and meditating amongst the vats of molten metal. Ooh, okay. Attempting to catch one of the strange lizard chickens that dwell in the sewer system. <laughs> All in, With yes. your bare hands, by the way. Ooh. No magic allowed. Not that you can cast it anyway. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so it's been weeks of this. Uh, and you swear, like, you're not gaining anything from this. But um, at some point, she says, I think you're ready. Come to my place tonight. All that shit was dumb. I, I I just needed to brew this thing. I was just fucking with you. I, it was just funny to watch you chase those lizard chickens. Uh, I will go, yes. Okay, so when you, you arrive at the natural elixir, you uh, let yourself into the back door uh, as, as you were instructed. Inside, you see a small lobby with a side stairway and a long hallway with a bright light at the end. And from down that hallway, you actually hear 
uh, Yuma's voice, and she says, Percy, dear, is that you? Yes. I'm back here in the sitting room. Enter with an open mind and open heart. Also, take off your shoes. They're filled with mud still. No, they're not. They're oh, super okay. not. No. Uh, <laughs> that was I only will... for one day. Oh, okay. <laughs> then, yes, I will take them. Okay. They're still filled with mud. <laughs> <laughs> you got a yes and, Will. Indeed, yes and. indeed I did. Um, so the hallway leads to... Uh, you, you go down the hallway and it leads to a large circular domed room with a blazing bonfire at its center. Large cushions litter the floor around the fire and Yuma is in, at this kind of like kitchen area in the not in the corner, but like off to the side, mm. brewing some sweet smelling tea. Have a seat, dear. I'll brew us up a cuppa and your great spiritual awakening shall commence. That's all I need? Just a, just a cup? Just a well, cup of tea? I mean, that's just to get us going, dear. Oh, okay. This is going to be a long night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in. And I will so, flop down. So you, you get nice and relaxed and it's yeah. this nice roaring fire. And there's a nice like opening in the ceiling. So you guys aren't getting like smoked out in the here. Skylight. Dope. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. okay, I like it. Um, she does good business. She's got a <laughs> successful business model in the oh, city. Yes. <laughs> um, so before long, Yuma uh, approaches and she hands you a cup of amber tea that smells like honey and flowers. Ooh. Drink up and I'll set the mood. So she shuffles off and she goes like rummaging behind some pillows. She ends up pulling out a set of these ornate bongo drums <laughs> and she cracks her fingers and begins to play a gentle rhythm. Oh, hell yeah. Do you drink your tea? Yes. Okay. So once you... <laughs> I poisoned your wine. <laughs> no, so once Percy finishes your uh, her tea, mm-hmm. Yuma will stand and say, "Now strip down to whatever your comfort level is, child, and we shall begin the ceremony with a dance." With a dance, and she begins to move. Uh, she begins a more vibrant and lively rhythm and begins to dance around the fire. Hell yeah, that's the shit I like. <laughs> that's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, she'll just take it Do you join off. her? Yeah. Okay, you guys start dancing. And you know, she's really fucking good at those mongo drums. She's laying down just... a sick rhythm. Is she doing, is she, are they like strapped onto her? Yeah, they're strapped onto Hell her. Hell yeah, that's like and Majora's she, Mask. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Goron <laughs> style. <laughs> so after a few minutes of dancing, uh, you begin to feel flushed and a little euphoric. You suspect that the tea was not just tea. Oh, no. Poison. She you, poisoned my wine. Do you say anything? Um, hey, this is some, uh, some really good tea. You should uh, give me that recipe. Can I buy that here? She goes, oh, <laughs> that was a powerful hallucinogenic, honey. We're going for a ride. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be like, like she, starts, <laughs> she starts to laugh. Oh, and at awesome. this moment, her <laughs> laughter... <laughs> Will you be when the acid kicks in? <laughs> Her laughter begins to sound oh, yeah. musical and ethereal to you. Oh god. All the colors in the room become vibrant. <laughs> like I love like you got you got straight s- drug. Yeah, like I love that Sebastian got like a skulls like secret society shit and like I got fucking roofied and I'm just like, yeah. Get naked and dance with me. I'm down, do it. I'll wish you a night, girl. It's Coachella for this the bitch. Co- <laughs> The colors of the room become vibrant, and the rhythm seems to vibrate to your soul. And then the room begins to swirl and spin around you. Reality Mm. becomes fluid and then falls away from you. You find yourself falling through an open blue sky. Yuma is falling with you. And all around you, you see giant liquid bubbles that are windows to different worlds falling alongside both of you. It's the multiverse. Below you (laughs) is a beautiful blue ocean of water that rises to meet you, and you fall deep within its waters. It is cool and refreshing. You don't seem to need to breathe either. That's, you know, handy. That's pretty dope, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, as you continue to fall, you pass through a beautiful reef teeming with exotic life. Colorful fish and aquatic life swim past you, and you fall further into the blue. A flock of wild birds sail past you as if they were in the air. You can see light from below. As you draw closer, you realize that there is a water surface that you're actually following toward, and you break the mm. surface. And when you break the surface of the water, gravity rights itself and flips, and suddenly you're swimming in the middle of an ocean. Um, you find yourself treading water on the surface of this vast ocean, and above you is this breathtaking starlit sky. Yuma is treading water beside you and laughing. Jeez, oh, uh, I'm probably laughing also. <laughs> like, for, but for reals though, you need to give me the recipe for the steam. <laughs> I gotta show the boys this shit. <laughs> she says, "Do you know where we are, dear?" Uh, you know, we fell through water, right? We the are portals? at the edge of your spiritual sphere. The stars above, those aren't stars. Those are points of life of every living thing in the galaxy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. So you're sitting here trying to absorb all this yeah, wild yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, Yuma's looking at you, and then she looks past you and above into the sky, and she points, and she says, look, she approaches. I take it you turn around. <laughs> yeah, like super, uh, what, what approaches? <laughs> On the horizon, you see a great shimmering light rising above the curvature of the horizon. A being so large, it takes up a great portion of the sky emerges. Its wings are made of iridescent light. Though it is bird-like in appearance, it is anything but a bird. Its face is a raptor-like mask with piercing glowing eyes. Its neck has a great feathery mane of changing colors. It has reptilian legs with claws and a long tail that tapers off and over the horizon. It hovers over you and looks down upon you. It lowers its face to you so close you can reach out and touch it. <laughs> touch that shit. <laughs> I was thinking of a Do it, Jurassic dear. Park it- <laughs> reference. Um, I will touch it, yeah. So you reach out your hand to touch uh, the galactic spirit. <laughs> galactic space raptor, let's do it. And right when you touch its mighty beak you are overwhelmed with emotion and energy. The nine divine precepts that this dude is into, yeah, they're all well and good, but this, this is vibrant and exuberant life. Through the galactic spirit, you are connected to all living things, for all living things are one. Here, in this moment, you know this more certainly than you've known anything in your entire life. You awaken around a warm and glowing fire in Yuma's sitting room. I'll just shoot back up. Is this, does that happen every time you drink that tea or just the first time? <laughs> first time's always a kicker. Oh, I mean, I bet. Uh, she goes, try and transform. Oh, okay. You've this been, is in this area? I mean, this is. You're good. I'm good. You can do this. Your Ethernet cable was loose. I, I put it back oh, okay. in the port. It was just like really lightly. Yeah, I was, yeah oh, okay, it looked okay. like it was in, but I pushed it and it went in more. So you should be good now. Toasty. Toasty. You're toasty now. Oh, 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 so why don't you tell us a little bit about your level up? Oh, sure. Um, so pretty much I'm level four now. So I got a increase to my B shape, which means I have a swim speed now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also took the bump to my wisdom to make it 19. So I'm at a plus four, uh, got some more HP, got some more spells and I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got a new form. 
You want to talk about your new form? Sure. I didn't yeah. know I had. Uh, yeah, you have access to it now. Ooh. Yeah. So, courtesy so, of the Galactic Spirit. So I got something called the Mizu Fox. Mizu. Mizu Fox, and it's a small water fox. Do you want me to read the thing that you sent me for its description, um, or do you want to describe it? You, you can either or. You do it. Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't have it written down no, anywhere. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> okay, let me see. Yeah, let me see. I, I could probably pull it up. We, we we have this conversation via text. Let's see. A, you got it? It looks like a blue canine-ish creature with blue fish scales for skin, webbed feet, a large fish tail, a fin from the neck to the tail tip, and two cheek sacs that expand to shoot out water. Indeed. Basically. So a nice new exotic alien life form yeah. for you. I know you told me that you gained a swim speed with your wild shape, yes. so I was like, let me give him something. That's so. super dope. There you go. Um, yeah. And you already you already talked about your new duds. Uh, yes. All right. Cool beans. Looking like a badass space female Han Solo. All right. But better. All right, Carter. It's your hey. turn. <laughs> so we said this earlier, but for the past few weeks, Carter, you've been having some troubled dreams. Uh, nightly, you've awoken in a cold sweat, and you can't recall what you dreamed, save for some feeling of particular powerlessness. But oh. the most troubling thing about this is the fact that you, Carter Huttenberg aren't disturbed by anything ever, but you're disturbed. That's not good. Yeah, no, not good. Not good at all. That's probably how I wake <laughs> up if I do get to sleep. You know, I've been staying up late trying to learn to read mm-hmm. fucking again. Indeed. And then uh, I'll, wake, I'll wake up like, that's not good. And then probably just like quicksand, whatever it was, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay I like that. So you fall asleep again. <clears throat> and you awaken on a cold, wet stone floor. When you look around, you seem to be in some sort of craggy cave or tunnel. It is dark, like there is no light source, but for some reason you can still see well enough. Oh my God, I've been blessed with dark vision. <laughs> Finally. The 5 gods, five gods have smiled me. upon humans at last. They've just, they've gone, they've thrown everything to the wayside. On either side of you, you can reach out and touch cold, wet stone, and you seem to be in this tunnel that extends both ahead of you and behind you. Mm-hmm. I'll get up uh, cautiously. Um, do I see any anything besides the, the tunnel? Uh, the tunnel kind of winds, so you can't see too far ahead or behind. <clears throat> um, are there any like loose rocks around? So it's kind of craggy. Um, you could probably break off a stone. I'll break off a stone. Not too difficult. Yeah. I'll throw it on the ground to like hear how far the sound echoes. It echoes pretty far. I'm not sure how you would like measure how far, but it seems to be like very echoey. And it in both directions. Yeah. I'll just go. I'll start walking the direction I was facing. Like if okay. I if I was laying prone and I got up whatever way I was facing, I'll start walking that way. Gotcha. So you walk for some time. <clears throat> the tunnel uh, it winds and it bends, um, and eventually you actually hear something ahead. The sound of splashing water. Hmm. Keep on. I'll, I'll probably hesitate, but you know, put my ear out, this right. sort of thing. Like close my eyes and listen. Mm-hmm. Just keep walking. Okay. So you follow the sound, <clears throat> and it leads to an open, craggy chamber. The floor is covered in about three inches of water, and the ceiling is domed, but it's still that of a cave. So okay. it's still like a natural formation. In the room center stands a nine-foot-tall silhouette of a vaguely humanoid monstrosity. Its skin is black and oily. The ends of its arms are long and thick tentacles. Its legs are thick, fleshy stumps resembling those of an elephant. Its chest and abdomen are humanoid, but its head is a faceless black tentacle. 
in one of its arms, or tentacles, I should say, it appears to be strangling a mind flare or an illithid. It squeezes the illithid's neck with a loud snap and lets the body drop into the water. You also hear, in this moment, the sound of countless voices crying out in agony from what sounds like a distance in all directions. But when you look around, you notice strange movement along the floor and ceiling of this chamber. Upon closer inspection, you see hundreds of illithid faces seemingly melded into the stone, all facing the monster and groaning or crying quietly in agony and fear. The, the thing in the center of the room speaks. Carter Huttenberg. Yes. The, uh. the monster turns to face you, and in doing so, it also transforms into the black silhouette of a bald human in robes with two glowing white eyes. You can't see any details because, again, this person is almost like a standing shadow. So no memory of, of me <clears throat> in this situation before. I don't have any <clears throat> memory encountering these particular figures. <clears throat> I'm no. sure I've got a feeling of foreboding that seems somewhat <clears throat> familiar. Right. Um, what would be... No, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll stand there and, y- yes. Tell me, Carter, how have you been sleeping? Do you dance among their entrails in exalted delight? I've, I've not done any dancing in particular lately. It's been a little <clears throat> bit of a, you know, new experiences here or there. Uh, but um, I'd, I'd gladly dance with you if that's what you desire, kind as, of looking around. As you're talking, a strange black ligament seems to stretch out of this entity's back. It looks like almost like a giant black spider leg. It reaches across the room and stabs one of the illithid faces. Blood spews from the wall as the face sputters and wails before falling silent. Yes. All right. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what Carter would. <laughs> yeah, I, kn- I knew this was going to be like, fuck, what do yeah. I say? <laughs> Uh, what can I do for you? That isn't the question you should be asking. Mm. And then another spider leg comes out and stabs a different illithid face. So, uh, these boys, um, what are you doing with them? Is that more along the lines of what you're looking for here? He stabs another face. You know, I always liked you, Carter. Or at least I would if I didn't hate you. Ah, yes. Um, and who might you be? Who am I? I have a guess. Blackened body of God. I'd rip out and eat your heart if I could. I'd use your entrails to string an instrument upon which I would orchestrate such exquisite melodies. Yes, yes, yes. I've it's heard, all... it, heard it all before, and, uh, and why can't you? He's been dreaming but not sleeping. He stabs another ill of the face. He's been dreaming, but not sleeping. He stabs another. You showed him something he did not like. He stirred within his unlit chambers, and the cosmos quaked. And when he is done, he'll devour all. Yes. Yes, he will. You asked me who I am, Carter Huttenberg. I go by many names. The Faceless God. The Stalker Amongst the Stars. The Man in Black. The crawling I am chaos. Yes, I've uh, heard your I name. I am Yarlathotep, the crawling chaos, yes. and I am but a tool in my master's hand. As am and I. And he is always watching. And yes, when he is. When he says this, an eye opens up in his chest, staring at you. Mm-hmm. And then I I'll probably take a step forward. You okay. know, recognizing that I'm in a in a position here of mm-hmm. safety, somewhat. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he said he can't hurt you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, I'll just you know get a good look at him up okay. close. Gotcha. And uh, so the eye opens up in his chest, and also eyes start opening up all along the chamber, all staring at you. Yeah, I'll just be like, like I'll hit, um, I'll hit up C, uh, and just like start looking around. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Stay close to the girl; she's the key. Your warrior friend as well. He will play his part before this is through, and the world goes black. Carter, you awaken in a cold sweat in your room. Yeah, I, I saved face there. I think at the end, oh, but yeah. I was yeah. fucking, I was fucking <laughs> shitting my pants, a bit, <laughs> which isn't something Carter is apt to do. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, let's talk about your level up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Oh god. Okay. Um, one of my uh, first and foremost, I get a new invocation. I don't get a new, any new invocations necessarily slots, but uh-huh. I am subbing one out. Or I think we decided we're going to play a little bit of Calvin Ball here. Um, my push Eldritch Blast push 10 feet, forgot what that was called. Um, but the one I'm subbing it out for is actually one out of Xanathar's guide because, um, at level three, I received my pact of the tome. Um, right. right. So I've received a book of shadows from my, uh, my patron and I'm now taking aspect of the moon. You no longer need to sleep and can't be forced to sleep by any means to gain the benefits of a long rest. You can spend all eight hours doing light <laughs> activities such as reading your book of shadows and keeping watch. Yeah. Um, it's more like I can't sleep anymore. Probably. Right. after that. Well, I was actually going to say like, why don't we flavor this? Like, so this happens and then you just never get tired again for some reason. Yeah. You just never need to sleep. Yeah. It actually takes you a couple of days before you realize like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like I, I probably Carter probably always feels tired at, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, yeah, and maybe now a little more vigor throughout where, you know, I could just read. But otherwise, on my level up um, with my Pact of the Tome, I was able to take three cantrips from any spell list mm-hmm. um, right now. I have, you know, I had Eldritch Blast Mage Hand. Um, I took Shocking Grasp, for sure. That's going to be one of them. Dancing Lights is another one I'm taking. Oh, nice. And uh, I can't decide if I want to take Friends, because it's a lot of fun. But, it is. Um, also, Vicious Mockery is That's also there. a lot of fun. Um, I'll decide by the next time we play which okay. one of those. Um, I've got Hex. I've got Armor of Agathis and Arms of Hadar for my last spells. Now I'm picking up Mirror Image and Phantasmal Force. Ooh. Um, and I'm going to take a plus two to charisma to take my 16 to an 18, taking my plus three to a plus four. Nice. What's everyone's HP at this point? Uh, I'm up to 37 now. 37? I'm at 30. You're 30? I'm at 19 Oof. before my level up. Oh, okay. So yes. roll this shit right now. Is it a D8 Ooh. for Warlock? Uh, it is. Yeah. All right, here we go. Eight Ooh. plus con. Oh, yeah. nice. Damn. Uh, Keeping up with these that, boys. That was live. You saw it happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my con is uh, my con is three. Yeah. Oh, man. That 11. You're tied with the druid now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, damn it. And he gets to roll one more time. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Four, which is pretty good. So seven. seven. That puts you at 37. Dude, he's visible. You're tied with the paladin, you fucking warlock. Oh, Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess that's why I have dump strength, dump wisdom. Uh, (laughs) That would explain it. That's hilarious. I wonder why I took con like that. Interesting. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I'm a monster. Apparently, yeah, apparently, <laughs> you're you, you gain some muscle mass. Yes, um, <laughs> well, on your stay. Well, with that being said, I think we can call it a game. Next time, Oof. we will begin the second arc, oh, the Super oh, Quest Saga. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>